Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Ryan. I've just made love into Jake's hand. <laughs> well, Ryan, I don't see how that's possible because we are not in the same room tonight. Okay. It's okay. I don't need to physically make love into your hand to pretend it was in your hand. I just need to make love in my hand thinking of you. Yeah, you had it in your mind's eye, and we're about to make love to everyone's ears now with an hour and a bit of podcasting. That's great stuff, think, right? Everyone wants that. <laughs> you think we can go an hour? I'm usually just a two-minute man. Um. Well, I was like, I was about to make some kind of boast, but I accidentally touched my microphone stand, and it went all floppy on me. <laughs> so you know what? Maybe that's a sign that I'm lying. <laughs> you need to find a new... A mechanic for that thing. Do mechanics work? Yeah. How does that work? Yeah, a mechanic. I, I unstrap it from my desk, I and I go down to the local shell station. I go, what do you guys think about this? And like, you need to get out of here. This is a car repair shop. I don't know what that is. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I think they're, I think they just don't like me. I've heard rumors. You've heard rumors. I've heard rumors. God damn it! I hate hate when that shit happens. Jake, what have you been up to since the last time I've seen you? It's been a couple weeks. Um, where the fuck have you been? Where have I been? Where have we been? Where have we been? Uh, you were sick last week. That is true. I have been yeah. sick three times in one month. <laughs> he sent I. I you see, I, at first I thought he was like he was like lying, but then he sent me a photo of himself, and he had what I can only assume to be two paper towels shoved up your nose. That is correct. Yes. And I was like, but that could have been done any day. And then he sent me another photo where he's holding up a copy of t- that day's newspaper, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no. well, that could that could be easily photoshopped. And then he sent me a picture of himself. Still with his nose plugged up, holding today's newspaper behind a photo with an open program of Photoshop running in the background. So that's how I knew it was. Yeah. I thought I was thinking brain. Um, (laughs) No, I was, I kept doing that. I shoved those tissues in my nose and then I would put my mask over it so no one could see me. And like every 15 minutes, the thing was friggin' soaked. Oh, I bet. It was friggin' brutal. You guys still masking at work? Um, no, I just did it for that day because I was like, I am tired of being sick. I'm just going to do this. And it was also a good way to hide the fact that I was shoving tissue up my nose. Yeah, I've never done you... that before. <laughs> what was your success rate on that? What was, did you feel like, 
a small part of you was like, man, this must be what it's like having a period, except I've got to go swap these out every like 15 minutes. No, no. I thought to myself, um, so I work in IT, so I was helping somebody at the help desk and they, I looked at my mask. I could feel my nose running initially uh, before I put the pieces of tissue in my paper or in my nose. And uh, yeah, it got really wet and stuff. Nobody told me. I was like, great. I'm going to look like a snotty nosed person here. That's embarrassing. So disgusting. Um, yeah, I know. I was like, Ugh, people are going to hate me. And then um, basically, that's when I was like, all right, you need to shove tissue in your nose. <laughs> Every man has to make that choice at some point where it's like, you know what? Time to put some time to put some tissue right up the old schnoz. Yeah, I mean, it, it was very effective for 15 minutes and then it'd be gross and then it'd be leaking on the mask again. I'm like, great. Square one, but I had like four or five masks. Well, here's what you could do. You could get like one of those little baby snot sucker things and just like, su yeah, suction it out of your nose. Yeah, but that would have done nothing because there was just a shit ton in my nose. So, I mean, I would just been sucking for days. Yeah. Sucking and sucking and sucking. <laughs> yeah, so that's. I like how, yeah, I guess you did ask me what I was up to, and I just replied, yeah, you were sick, and we've been talking about that for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Thank I haven't you. done anything. I haven't done anything interesting in the last two weeks, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Um. Okay. Yeah, my wife. No, Your go wife ahead. No, go ahead. My wife. <laughs> I love Your doing wife? this on Discord. <laughs> this is yeah, some great Bahana? internet banter. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. You're from. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. My wife and I have been doing dry February, and I have broke officially broken the seal with a blue moon tonight because uh, it's now March. Told. That's not what you. Told I said. Me. I said it was a little blue boy. <laughs> blue moon like boy. The dry January with these little blue boys, blue moon boys. And I was yeah. like, it's a little weird. Yeah. It sounds like look, great kids. I looked directly at the camera, and that's about the point when it stopped working. So that we're voice only for the rest of this call. Yeah, I think the government's listening now at this point. Yeah. Job, Jake. We yeah, it's it's funny that we're we don't want to compromise the audio integrity of the podcast when the content is this so <laughs> oh it's gonna get better i know it will it will be it will be great but yeah we've got some we got some news to catch up on and we're gonna after that we're gonna be talking about uh ant-man and the wasp quantum mania is it or is it not the worst marvel movie that's ever been produced i don't think it is at least okay spoiler alerts yeah i don't think it is either i've seen <laughs> but we'll touch on that um i do want to touch on something because i we talked about this briefly, but I recently saw Smile, and you saw oh, it, yeah. too. and I want to uh, get, how, so it was clear to me that you didn't like it. I was like, ah, it's alright, scary movie, I mean, you get kind of what you, I mean, it follows the rules of scary movies, and then there's like a weird creature at the end, but yeah. I was just, what your feel was on it. I think it's, um, it's one of those horror movies. I think that it, it really benefited from the viral marketing of it. And lots of horror movies, especially ones that are made for like kind of lower budgets, they really, the marketing of it, especially for like Mithragon, um, 
really benefit from this sort of viral marketing and it seems like every at least like once or twice a year there's one of these movies that comes out that people seem to give it a little bit too much more credit than it deserves for being this elevated horror thing but i think this movie fucking sucks <laughs> it was so dour and depressing and i don't know if you've seen it follows but it's basically the same it's yeah right so a very similar sort of premise but it was done way in a more interesting way in that movie and it was also um just not quite as fucking depressing like the, the spoilers for smile but basically it's this big troll lady demon that you don't see until the very end of the movie and it's not which again looked really dumb and horrible but it's basically this demon that hops from person to person and if you see them smiling or whatever you have to kill another person so it doesn't jump into you <laughs> or you have to kill yourself um and it seems like the only it will kill you it'll or kill it will you or it will kill you, right? And the message of the movie seemed to be you probably should just go kill yourself because that's the only way that this is going to ever stop. <laughs> and that is just a really really depressing way to there's there's has to be some sort of way to at least pretend that we're outsmarting it in order for this to feel like there's a glimmer of hope in a movie like this. And it wasn't, it was just this down depressing journey that the payoff was, Oh, you know, when that main character went to the cabin in the woods to kill themselves, that was the right thing to do. <laughs> and I, I just, yeah, I, I didn't like it. Um, and I thought that the ending sequence was really, really dumb when that big troll demon uh, crawled into her mouth and then the movie was over not a fan of smile <laughs> it um, seemed it really thought it was a lot smarter and more intelligent than it was i've seen a lot of other movies within that movie i'm looking it up and i can't find it there was this movie about this um hispanic ten um tenant who lived at this uh place and uh basically these girls Including the tenant were going to be sacrificed by these guys uh, because this box had like this creature living in it and basically the creature would um, seduce you into like a coma state um, and then you basically just eat your face or whatever eat your head and that ki that creature kind of aspect reminded me of um, smile uh, final destination I kind of got a, a fill of that too um, there's also another movie that I felt like it was kind of very similar to it um, follows it follows and drag <laughs> me to hell. I think whenever you were like, you know, yeah. in order to th that kind of felt that way, but a lot of uh, final destination, like you had to kill somebody to let it bypass you. Yeah. But those are better movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's a on which one. Mm. Yeah, those those two are are pretty good movies. But yeah, they I don't know. It's just one of the it thinks I can just you can tell sometimes when a movie really thinks that it's got something intelligent to say. It's like, oh well, maybe the real demon is is mental illness. Yeah, but the whole your whole message was the only way to beat that is 
killing yourself. Well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what an uplifting, what a smart, nuanced take on that. That was Kevin Bacon's daughter, by the way, who was the main character. We had, I had to look it up because her last name was Bacon. And I was yeah. like, there's only one Bacon I know. And she's in that commercial with him on TV. You know, they're selling like, the, the Hyundai. <laughs> yeah, that's her being like, oh, my, this is my dad. So I was like, wow, that's weird. And they also made her kind of look Hispanic in the movie um, because even her mother in that movie was like um, definitely like exotic, I will say. Um, and she is very much raised by two white people. Her parents are as white as they come. You're telling me that Kevin Bacon is the whitest person you can think of? I think so, unless she was adopted, which could be potentially true but my wife was like no she looks exactly like her mom and i was like oh for real though so i'm just gonna call cultural inappropriation right because i don't want to buy a hyundai and that was the biggest problem i had with it no i couldn't i honestly don't remember i don't remember her mom in the movie because she's kind of like just kind of laying on that bed the whole time i don't (laughs) i don't remember i don't remember anything that she wasn't doing Sure. Oh yeah, that's right. I uh, just who gets strips its skin a... off and then crawls in your mouth. Yeah, but not Man, in that, your hand. That'd be fucking scary. But yeah, it was. I think that yeah, it's just it. It reminds you of other movies that you'd probably rather be watching. I mean, it follows was just such a like vibey way of showing it. And sure, you could make the argument. Well, they didn't have any money when they made that, and that's why you never see the thing that's chasing them. But I think that, you know... Imagination a, sometimes better than the actual delivery. Kind of like, um, was it Bird Box? Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need to see the thing to be scared of it. And a lot of times when you do see it, you're like, oh, that fucking sucks. It's the same same kind of reason why a lot of times people don't like when that they translate a book into a movie because it's like, well, the idea that I had in my head was way more entertaining than that. And I think that this is a bad interpretation of it and it's a similar sort of thing. Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was especially one where they're like, "Hey, why don't we take this 200-page children's book and make three movies out of this?" You know, I good. will speak straight up with you. I've only seen the first two. The first two Hobbits? Yeah, I've never seen all of them. I've definitely seen The Lord of the Rings multiple times. Yeah, um, same. I The Lord of the Rings, I thought those movies were great. Um, but I haven't seen The Hobbit. The only thing I remember is whenever they first set out, and they're at, like, um, you know, in the house, and there's a fire pit or a fireplace, and they're all doing, like, some weird chant music or whatever oh yeah <laughs> that always picks out to me i'm like oh yes i remember this night yeah i remember reading that uh reading that book and being like oh the, what a lovely what a lovely dinner party and then seeing that on t on tv <laughs> this really big tv in the dark room with like a hundred other people uh, a theater. yeah i wouldn't i'd say the thing that i just said um yeah i <laughs> I didn't think it was very good. It, uh, it was like this is not, this is not a great interpretation of it. But those movies suck for different reasons. Other than I was a kid when I read that book and I had a certain thing in mind. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It it goes without saying that uh, I'm not a not a huge fan of Smile. Uh, 
we've also watched uh, over the weekend, we watched Megan, which I will only be referring to as Mithragan because of the way that they keep spelling it. Um, oh, yeah. I won't I won't spoil it for you, but it's actually pretty it's actually pretty decent. I've heard it's um, funny. It's yeah. <laughs> it's funnier than I thought it would be. There are definitely some moments where you're just like, oh man. Some of them intentional, some of them not as intentional because the there's a little girl in it that is really fucking irritating and you're kinda like, I, I kinda wish that the robot would get you instead. Um and the the other main the other main actor is uh the white girl from Get Out. So I just watched watched the oh, whole movie suspicious. I'm like, what are you up to? <laughs> yeah, I would assume that she's the bad person because I think there was another movie she was in. Oh, it was the perfection she was in. And, oh yeah. And she was kind of like I don't know, she was like a good person, but she went about it the wrong way. Like let me just have you kill, uh, cut off your hand. Then let's go. Yeah. Who's like raped us and stuff like that and turn him into like a quadriplegic. Yeah. And then they just set like a little cello beside him. They're like, look at this fucking amputated loser. Anyways, <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs> was a weird movie. It was a weird movie. Yeah. And there was a whole bit where they were in like on a bus in the middle of China. Yeah, and that one girl was like, on shrooms or something, and she thought yeah. she was stuff. I had not even thought about that movie in such a long time, and it felt like a fever dream coming back to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that was like the movie where they were playing the cello, and the guy was like sexually assaulting all the people, but then they were in like China, I think. <laughs> yeah, they went out there because they were doing like, so she, the white girl seduced the black chick, and then like, then she fed her like some drugs or whatever, and then you know that's how the story takes off. And then Stephen Weber is the name of the gentleman. I don't know. I remember that. God, but, uh, he's not a gentleman in this. <laughs> let me tell you. Right. Let me tell you what. Rape you if you mess up, which and that's why they call it the perfection. It's a really fucked up movie, but um, entertainment value, I think it's up there. I mean, it's a lot of like, oh shit, this is crazy kind of stuff. It's definitely it definitely wasn't a boring movie, and I would also put it ahead of Smile, that movie that I forgot existed until Ryan brought it up twenty seconds yeah. ago. <laughs> Welcome. Um, I didn't think Smile was that bad. I just thought it was like you know, like a horror movie. I kind of like um, for horror movies. I kind of like for them to be timepieces, like you know, something in the way back, wherever the, you know, there's no cell phones and stuff, because there's something more demonic about it where it's like oh you can't just call and get out of it you know yeah so in your in your book any horror movie that's set in like 1989 or later is more believable no i just rather have like you know a movie that <laughs> didn't get a lot of good vi uh feedback the nun i kind of like that i like that movie too but I, 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 I think all of those the ones with the Warrens and the Annabelle-ish cinematic universe are all pretty good. I think there's going to be a Nun 2 movie um, coming out this year. Pretty sure None. I looked... Sorry. None... <laughs> it's going to be Nun left. Yeah, I was going to say Nuns, like how Alien and Aliens, and then we'll do Nun, 
What was the third alien movie called? <laughs> that wasn't worth interrupting for. <laughs> Damn it, Jake. Damn it. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to touch on this briefly. Um, and I'm touch on as long as you want. That's what she said. Um, there are. I looked at the movies coming out in 2023, um, and I also talked to some people. And by that, I mean like I talked to like my band members, and um, Derek was like, "Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Mario movie." And I was like, "I am too." When I looked through the list, I was like, "That's a movie I definitely feel like I don't want to miss." Um, yeah. There is also Haunted Mansion uh, from Disney that I thought looked like it might be good. Uh, John Wick 4. Um, there's a new Jason Statham movie coming out. Um, of course, The Nun, which I was excited about. Guardians of the Galaxy, possibly. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Universe, definitely. Yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff that we have to look forward to this year. I feel like last year, especially, there's a ton of good TV. And I played some great games. But uh, in terms of movies, really kind of light on big quality ones. I think that we did, obviously, we had our break and we didn't do our normal like year in review. But I would say my favorite movie is probably Top Gun Maverick out of all of last year. Yeah, I think... I think what last year held, I can't remember. It is hard um, to remember. Yes. Um, I'm Just, also going to throw these out here too. Um, so besides the ones I mentioned, uh, Mission Impossible, it's going to be the end. It's going to be part one of the end. It's called Dead Reckoning. Um, a new Insidious movie is coming out, The Nun 2, which I'll be a part you know, on. Um, the Marvels, The Hunger Games, um, there's a new Willy Wonka, um, there's a remake of The Color Purple, Aquaman, which I heard was terrible. Oh, oh yeah, we, yes. the reports on that say it's the worst DC movie yet. Yeah! And I don't even know. A, that's a pretty low bar. Like, holy shit. Oh, and that Flash movie is also coming out in June? They said that that movie looks like that would... Oh, I've heard people say it looks like it's going to be good. And I think um, DC has poured in a lot of money. That's why they're keeping Ezra Miller for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've only delayed it about four times since... The, I think they're waiting for a long enough window where he hasn't kidnapped or abducted somebody that they can be like, okay, it's been six months since he's been in a bar fight or abducted someone in Hawaii, so let's get yeah, this fucking like, movie in the theater, y'all. It's like that, uh, you know how they put on the chalkboard days since last incident? Uh-huh, uh-huh. They had a threshold that they were trying to cross, and they were like, yeah, we made it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ezra, just hold, please, hold it together for like two more months. Just two more and, seconds. Yeah. And so we, they pour maybe. a lot of money into it. Come on. We know money talks and bullshit walks. Yeah, there was it's unfortunate, but there's no chance in hell that they were ever gonna shelf that permanently. They're clearly I mean, they pushed it back because they're clearly waiting until everyone the news cycle moves on and they're like, All right, here you go, everybody. I mean, if it's a decent him as or Sorry, them is the flesh. <laughs> they, I, 
in, enjoy it. I, I don't think it's a bad character portrayal at all, but it's it's one of those things where you, the real life baggage of the actor is really, really hard to kind of ignore. Ugh, it's it's not good stuff. It's it it's it's shocking. <laughs> well, I mean, is Ezra even really that great of an actor? Ugh, I think. Or do you think they put their eggs all in this basket? Because I've seen people I, say that they wanted Elliot Page to take over, which could be possible because, you know, Flashpoint's like going into a different time. There's all this. Uh, we've re- would, reached the world of like wherever you can go into alternative universes. I think that'd be fucking great. <laughs> put an actor in there that ha- that doesn't have that same baggage that can also... It's just really good and adaptable. I think that'd be a, I think that'd be a great. Um, I think that'd be a great choice, actually. Well, then you're encroaching on the Umbrella Academy, which is in its last season. Yeah, but, but we'll, that's already done, probably. I don't think or so. Al- almost they, filmed. They're incorporating more people, but I'll be interested to see how that ends because, you know, following it, you know. For the podcast, we just watch random stuff, and that was one thing that popped up and was like, "Hey, you want to watch this?" Or, and we watched it, and here we are. You know, I kind of like doing the podcast for that because, you know, we I guess challenge ourselves to watch things that we typically wouldn't watch, and that also kind of makes things. Yeah, you'd watch things that you wouldn't usually watch, and that's kind of what some of the podcast interest for me has been that we get to do that and like actually dive into something we wouldn't watch normally. Absolutely. There's tons of stuff that I would give like a hard pass if I wasn't doing it for this. And it's, it winds up being like to the detriment sometimes because I'm like, Oh, I'm glad that we do this because I would have probably not watched this and missed out on it. I think Umbrella Academy is a big example of that. Cause uh, just look. And even after watching like the first half of, that first season because it, it was off to a slow and not great start but now it's one of my favorite shows that we've covered and i guess someone at netflix must really love that show or my chemical romance because despite it apparently not doing great numbers they're keep bringing it back <laughs> they did not really get good numbers yeah i think it i think it suffered from time that it's released and also it probably would be one that would benefit from a week by week thing rather than just dumping the entire season out at once because it seems like it just did not get like the coverage or the traction that I think that it probably deserved, especially that last season, because I think that it was season three was pretty fucking good. Yeah. I can't remember what last season was, but I, I, well, I, if they released it week by week, but I do remember us talking about it, but I think there's been like three seasons, so I can't recall. That's the um, one, wonder, the hotel, the hotel at the end of the world. Yeah, I thought that was great, but yeah. I can't remember. It was week by week. Um, do you think that for the final season they would do that? They may give it a shot, but I, I, Netflix doesn't really do that. They did that with you a little bit, um, where they put out half of season four of you like oh, a God. couple of weeks did we ago. Cover that? Huh, we know. It's going to be a long episode, Jake, because we have caught up on you. And, oh. <laughs> um, we are waiting to March. 
I will say this about the new uh, season of you. I kind of like the detective side of it, where it's not so much him stalking somebody, but it's like him getting stalked. And I like the fact that they tied up everything in the first half of the season, and we kind of see where the second season's going. It isn't like you're like, oh, like there's no cliffhanger, right? Right. Um, it's like we know where we're going on this next one. But I think Joe is flying a little too close to the sun by chasing after that uh, chick that he was initially chasing after, the librarian from season was this three? Yeah, season three. Yeah, we're on yeah. season four of you, aren't we? I think so. I can't recall. Um, yeah, because so we had... Was back, and then the second season was Love and Her Brother, and then Love and him having a baby. So yeah, this would be four. Yeah, yeah, because she was in it for two seasons. So I think she's coming back. It showed her. Huh. <laughs> but I think she's coming back is maybe a memory. I don't know that she'd come back. I really like that actress. She's really good. She's in a lot of Netflix stuff too. Yeah, and all those haunting of hill houses and stuff like that. Mm, I just yeah, she's really enjoyed her her acting, though I don't think all the uh what was the second one, Bly Manor or whatever, that wasn't that great. Um uh, also the um the other guy, the little nerdy cop guy. He's not a black guy. He's like um I think he played Muslim in that one that we watched uh, our TV show wherever people are like the vampires and stuff. Yes. Um, Black mass or dark mass, something mass. <laughs> yeah. I think black mass, the one with Johnny Depp. Yeah, I think so. Let me, I know the guy you're talking about. I think he's, he's a uh, Indian or maybe Pakistani, um, but he, yeah, he's a really good actor. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoy him. I would like to see him in just kind of a movie. He's always like a good side character. And sometimes maybe, you know, that's where people shine. But I would like to see him in his own thing just to see how he would do. Raul Colley is his name. Yeah, I really enjoy him. I would like to see him in his own kind of thing. I've seen him enough times to be like, yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. He is uh, from London in the UK, and he's 37 years old. And he's also, interestingly, he's six foot four. <laughs> he's pretty dude, tall. Oh, <laughs> um, didn't know he was like close to my age, which is a little scary because I'm like, oh, he's an older guy. But he's really not. He's not that much older than me. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good actor. I'm glad I never looked up his name, but I was like, oh, hey, he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, great. He's I great in that. He's great in that show too. I cannot remember. It's not Black Mass. What is it called? Uh, Midnight gonna, Mass. Midnight Mass. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up because I was about to type in Netflix zombie Catholic show into Google. So, well, it's vampires, me. man. You would have been wrong. Oh God damn it! You're right. It is vampires. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was such a slow burn, and I don't know if I can watch it again. But whenever. It, they made the turn. God, they got your expectations so low because it was such a slow burn that whenever it made the turn, it was just like, holy cow. Which, yeah. Once again, that's one of those ones for the podcast that we do, and I would have not looked into it. I probably wouldn't have followed it after the second episode 
just because it was so slow like that. God, it was good. It it really, oh, I don't know. I think sometimes leaving your expectations in a slow place and then all of a sudden making that turn where it was just like, oh my God, this is just like so outlandish for this yeah. world really did it. Um, it gave advantage to the story. By the time you wind up, uh, by the yeah, by the last episode, and you just got people like literally ripping each other apart, you're like, "Oh my god, this is this is a different show from wh- where we started, isn't it?" Yeah, it's such a nightmare. And even I, one thing I really enjoyed is that your main character he had he had died. Bucks it's almost off. like everything kind of like got out of hand so much so that even without the main character, you could still follow the story and be inclined to be, um, I don't know, you're just like encompassed by all the madness happening that you don't really need a main character. It could just be like from the outside looking in at that point. Yeah. Really great performances in that show. Um, I'm glad that we looked this up. Victoria Pedretti, that's the name of Love and uh, also in Bly Manor. Mm -hmm. And Kate, Katie Siegel is married to Mike Flanagan, who did uh, Hill House and Bly Manor and Hush. Yes. And Hush. Gerald's Game. I haven't watched that one, but I've heard about it. That's also a pretty, uh, pretty decent movie. I think we watched that last year at one point. I can't remember a ton of it, but pretty solid from what I can remember. I, I did not watch it. I didn't know what the premise would be because sometimes it's like those that one character in that one room and they don't go anywhere. Like, you know, in Seinfeld, whenever all the characters are in like the Chinese restaurant or in the, um, what was it? The parking garage, which I enjoyed, yeah. but those were like short movies. I, there I mean, was a Ryan Reynolds movie that I saw where he was in a coffin the whole time. <laughs> Buried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was okay, but. That's the way yeah. I felt about this movie. I'm just seeing the previews and stuff. There's also like 15 episodes of Seinfeld that center around a parking space where the central plot is something happening into a parking space. I mean, it is New York. Yeah. There's no time sh- that George is parking all the cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was God. like a traffic jam. Yeah. Yeah. The one where they uh, obviously lost in the New Jersey, different different place. Go to the mall in New Jersey and lose the car in the parking garage. Getting pissed all over the place. Get arrested. Well, not really. I think they were reprimanded, but I don't how horrible. Did you guys ever finish Seinfeld? Not yet. <laughs> Dude, it's been like a year and a half, two years at this point. I'm saving it for a rainy day. I, I got up it's to... tomorrow. <laughs> well, I guess I've got to watch 20 episodes of Seinfeld tomorrow. You bastard. Yeah, I've All got right. no other choice. All right, we've, let's get to the news, man. Enough digressions. We've got some news. We've got to go, yep. All right, what else, <laughs> what else, is, what else is happening? Okay, uh, I'm what? just going to throw a couple here um, because these are old ones that we didn't cover last week, but they were posted after we... After we recorded. So um, there's going to be a new Barney movie, um, which is wild. Um, Ted Lasso has come back for a third and final season, from what I understand. Yep. Good show. Have 
Kevin Feige confirms that Deadpool 3 will be rated R. Um, we get our first look at uh, Lady Gaga in um, the Joker musical movie. I mean, whatever. Um, we saw Melissa McCarthy as uh, Ursula in a trailer. We also got to see a little bit more of the Little Mermaid. Um, oh, yeah, that looked like shit. It was so yeah. dark. It it looked terrible, and I was just like, tired of these fucking remakes. Just make something new. Um, yeah, Squid Game Season 2 is filming this summer. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you got a little emotional talking about it. No, I, I was burping halfway through. No. Um, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh horror director has already received death threats over the film. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes rating on this film is not great. Um, I imagine it would be right up there with Velasa Pastor, uh, which I saw a couple weeks ago. Um, you watched not- Velasa Pastor? I did watch it, and let me tell you, not that great. It knew it was funny, and it knew it was reaching, and it was pretty much just a man in a rubber suit or wearing gloves. You could clearly tell wearing gloves that were only had three fingers on it. Was it, it was, on? Is it on Prime? I think so. I can't remember. Um, I've, got a, I've got a theory that Prime just lets you upload literally anything. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be in. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any sort of quality control to get onto there. You just it just happens. Yeah, there. Um, it was free. that's the only thing i can say about it is at least i didn't have to pay money for that yeah and it was i don't know i we'll we'll cross that bridge in a second get to ant-man but i've seen it and yeah i'm here to tell you it didn't strive to be serious at all it was making fun of itself and or not it was terrible Great stuff. Um, nope, not at all. Yep. I Am Legend's alternate ending is going to be canon in the new uh, I Am Legend movie starring Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. So Yeah, what the fuck? That is so weird. So the, the original ending is going to be dismissed, but we're going to accept the secondary ending and move on with it. That's so weird, right? And are I they going to say that the alternate ending is the real ending now? Like I've never seen. Through? I've never honestly seen this movie, but I do know that I've read about the different endings and how it really seems like they wrapped it up with one ending, but the alternate one left it more open to a sequel. <laughs> yeah. So the original ending ended with Will Smith dying, where the second or the alternate ending ended <laughs> with him, you know living um but they're gonna take off from the alternate ending but so so i can see why they made that choice because a sequel and more money obviously but yeah that is a bizarre choice i mean and it's been so long i mean i do and i did enjoy this movie but i just that is such an odd choice yeah, I don't I don't I would be interested to see if there's any other examples of making a direct sequel 
almost completely based off of an alt a deleted ending. I get I know that there's different like there's like four different versions of Blade Runner and stuff where certain characters die and other characters don't. And maybe that's the closest comparable thing to this, but just to have like literally something that was in the DVD extras menu and be like, oh, well, that's the canon ending now because we're making a sequel. That is a truly bizarre choice. Yeah, I will say that Marvel gives um, more people the ability to kind of do things in an alternate universe. Um, what is that one um, Netflix show that you can watch the episodes in any order and it gives you a different ending? There, I do not remember the name of it, but there's every single one of them is like a different color. The names of each episode is color. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing about this. Yeah, that it sounds has, like um, a, what does that dude who played uh, Freeney, Gus Freeney? He's in it. From Breaking Bad? It's called Kaleidoscope. Yep, I I could tell by your um, lack of response as quickly as I had expected. You definitely just looked that up. Yeah, and uh, if you could hear my keyboard clacking, then that was also a dead giveaway. Yeah, that that gave away everything. Yeah, and also I just admitted to it, so I've, I've triply... I've triply exposed myself. Thank God the cameras aren't on anymore. Um, so we got our first poster for the Marvels, um, which is a movie I'm not really excited about. Because Boy, there so sure, are, sure are three of them on there, aren't there? There are. I am just not excited about this. Miss Marvel, I, I finished that be- over the time I was sick. Um, I mean, that was whatever. I did watch WandaVision, which had uh, Rambo, Monica Rambo, in it. And I was like, well, whatever. And then Captain Marvel, I only watched that one. I remember liking Captain Marvel, but it was probably, I think it was a decent movie. But we also, I think we uh, brought like beers with us into the High Point Theater uh, and sat in the back. And that's what I remember from Captain Marvel. (laughs) Beers is where it's at. Yeah, it is. I'm not paying eight dollars for a beer from the the movie theater bar. I'm not a fucking caveman. This is Once that's again, ridiculous. Something we will get into here soon. Boy, <laughs> oh boy, do I have a story for you. Yeah, um I think that I'm gonna call this one the Mathravels. Because there's three of them. There are three of them. I don't I'm disappointed they didn't work a three into the uh the into the title somehow. Earnhardt. They could have yeah. turned the uh, E into a three. Working in IT. I mm-hmm. know how that works. It didn't even mm-hmm. release on the third. They could have released it like a week earlier than November the third. Yeah, they should have done that. I was thinking put the to re- replace the A with the three. Mathravels. Anyways. No. <laughs> no. Um, Avatar The Way of the Water is now the third biggest um, movie of all time which James Cameron's like well, if it doesn't happen then all the movies are fucked after this and I won't be able to do two more extra movies well you got your wish you old dick bag it's done fairly well it's made 2.243 billion worldwide <laughs> it's ridiculous that's 
more money than we'll ever make, I think. Doubtful. I mean, I, I don't know. Money. Unless nope. our advertising really kicks off after this episode, but I oh, don't it think it will be $2.4 billion. Have, yeah, did you see this? Because I gave this a pass back in December, and I think I'm waiting for it to come to streaming. Same. Um, it wasn't something... I mean, this movie came out in twenty or 2008, same year that the Batman with Joker came out. <laughs> yes. I, I thought it was good, but was it great? And, I mean... I didn't yeah, even think it... I, I didn't think it looked that good at the time. And now it's like every movie looks is almost completely CGI. So it, it's lost a big point of difference and just it's looking really good because the story of it oh, was really generic. I didn't I can't, I can't remember anything hardly about it other than the main character's name was Jake. And I was like, that's my name. Jake Sully. Any, anyways, it's 15 years later and I have not retained too much more about Avatar. I know that they have sex by like tying their ponytails together. Yeah. And uh, that's all I can remember from that movie. Yeah, dude. You're a pervert. <laughs> uh, Microsoft has signed a 10 year deal to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo. And... Yeah, that means they're only going to release like five, four or five games because I yeah. think they are not going to release them as heavily as they had in the past. Probably a good thing for, and also I think that this is a big middle finger to Sony because they're in court right now. Um, I know that Sony's taking them to court specifically, I think in the European Union about the whole Activision deal, because I don't think it's actually gone through yet. Um, so yeah, that'll be our that'll be our spinoff podcast where we just talk about big companies suing each other. Yeah, and Jersey Shore, and neither. Yeah, exactly. Neither one of us understand the legal system, and you'd think that prevent us from making comments about it, but you'd be wrong. No, I'm going to say what I want when I want. Stop me if you can, <laughs> bitches. Yeah, I also saw I saw a follow-up story to this where they said, it will run like you expect it to. I'm like, wow. They're like, so you can play a bad version of Call of Duty on the Switch in at some point. Great Perfect. stuff. I mean, expect, um, expectations is like subjective, so it could be that you think it's going to be great. I don't know why you'd expect that, but sure. I, I don't want to crush anyone's hopes and optimism. Liar. <laughs> uh, Horizon Forbidden West is coming to PlayStation Plus Premium. So, uh... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You can play that for free, and then I wrote a little asterisk if you pay twenty dollars a month you can pay this for free, play this for free yeah um, yeah that's uh what whenever you announced what you had to do to be like playstation plus premium I was like yeah that's definitely doesn't sound free 
Yeah. If it's premium, it's not free. And I think it's $20 a month. But yeah, if you haven't played that game, fuck, great fucking game. So you can play it for free, asterisk, if you're paying $20 a month or $120 a year, you can play it for free. Do you have, do you get to download it once you pay the $20 and then you have it? Or is it that you have to, let's say it takes you two months to play the game, paying so, like $20 to play it? So here's how it works, Ryan. As long, makes- as, you're, as long as you're paying them money every <laughs> month, you get to play it for free. God, I hope you don't suck at video games because if you do, then you'll be paying forever on it. Um, don't, you like, Venom, don't you like how I phrase that thing that's free? Yeah, that only costs $20 a month or $100 exactly. for the year. That's a steal. Or you could buy it once for $60. So anyways, it's a, it's a great game and it's good that it's you know available to more people if you have that service. Uh, but yeah. Uh, you were saying about Venom Three. Venom Three post uh, started uh, pre-production. Wow, so that <laughs> what an announcement! The uh, Spider-Man and Venom face-off. Like, will that ever happen? Um, oh, Metroid. Prime, I wonder. Metroid Prime remastered. The physical copy is going for a hundred plus dollars on eBay because they've sold out. Yeah, and so this just goes to show you that people will try to scalp fucking anything. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people are really sentimental about their physical copies, and you know what? Go for it. Uh, but if you are one of these, if you're a fucking moron paying $100 for a physical copy of a game that is not a limited release, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> We're not afraid to call the people who listen to this podcast morons. <laughs> that's just that's just bad consumer advice. Of course, you can buy it digitally. I know some of you are like, oh, but physically me? Okay, whatever. Don't go on eBay and search down a copy of this. Um, Nintendo is like, yeah, we're going to make more of them. I think that this is a case of they like usual, did not think this was going to sell particularly great, so they literally just didn't print enough uh, copies of it to sell to everybody. <laughs> Do you um, think this will encourage um, a new Metroid game? I think so. I mean, Prime 4 is obviously still on its way, and it certainly... they When they restarted the development of Prime 4, they gave it back to the original studio that also did... It's the same people that did this remaster. And uh, Nintendo likes to give people like a little warm-up run. So the fact that this is as good as it is, I think, is just proof that their Prime 4 should be good whenever it finally comes out, if that game ever finally comes out. But if, if you want to go back to back to basics and do a good like warm-up test, I think this is a great, great example of it. Because it's getting like tens and stuff on like IGN and like Metacritic like it's it's a really impressive game and going back to what we said on Call of Duty the fact that this game looks as good as it did uh, and they're like tempering expectations about Call of Duty looking running like shit like they've got they did some like literal black magic to get this looking that good and running that good on a switch because they've got they figured out something that not a lot of other people have been able to to figure out (laughs) how to make the switch good 
<laughs> well, I mean, it, it, at least in terms of a a game looking on par with something that could have been like on a PS4, uh, because yeah, it, I mean, there's there's been some rough examples like the last two Pokemon games that came out. Just look. I thought the look, Pokemon games were going to be good. Scarlet and Violet look and run like fucking dog shit. And I played uh, Arceus, which is the one that's set in like ancient Japan Pokemon times. Fun game. um, But even like they're, but it looks like it came out in 2010. Even like their clothes are fucking pixelated. (laughs) Well, that's the um, aesthetic to make it more nostalgic. Right. Right. (laughs) The the nostalgia is taking Vaseline and rubbing it on your eyes so everything looks blurry and out of focus. I mean, that? Yeah. That makes people look better. Um, New Lord of the Rings movies in development at Warner Brothers, because we had touched on that before. Yep, yep. Interesting to see what this is. Are they going to crap out the same movie we've already seen? I hope not. I hope they don't try to remake the original those original three movies because those are great and they I don't hope they need do to change and turn them down <laughs> i hope they just do the same movies over again but except everyone's old yeah i hope that we could just burn the shit out of those um mortal kombat 12 is coming this year i'm excited about that not a lot of people would be excited about that i don't think because everybody's like oh it's just another fighting game where people just rip each other apart fucking love it Oh, that last one people seem to be to be into. I never went in, but it seemed to be a a decent amount of positive uh, energy yeah. around it. I know I played it, um, and I'm pretty sure you beat some bald headed lady at the end of the game. Play the story mode. That was kind of fun. Not to beat like a bald woman, but you know, just to beat that. The ending was very cool. Um, how would you, how would you compare it to the Mortal Kombat movie we watched last year? Um, <laughs> I always play with noobs, noob Cybot, um, and he is—he was in the new movie, but briefly. So I'm just gonna say that it wasn't as great because I didn't get enough of Noob Cybot. Mm. That's what I'm gonna say. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, they're making it prequel series, Welcome to Deary, um, at HBO Max, so you can. Look forward to that. I don't know how that's going to play out with um, Pennywise and stuff like that. What if it's just uh, the town, but there's no clown? What if they get a Freddy Krueger kind of thing? Like prior to, well, no, the clown was from outer space. He landed there. So you can't be like, it's a person who became um, some kind of demons. I have no idea. I wonder if it'll be because it wasn't. Doesn't Pennywise show up every twenty-seven years or some shit like that? Yeah, it's like Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, so maybe it'll be like set in like the eighteen hundreds, and we get to watch like people churning butter, and they're like, "Oh, there's a fucking clown." <laughs> yeah, what's, what's going on clown? here? What's helium? But I feel like he would be more because a clown didn't that come around later? It was more like a jester kind of thing. Maybe he is a jester. I don't know. They're going to have to make sure that matches. Um, speaking of, earlier we spoke of the Umbrella Academy. We have Nick Offerman, Megan Mullally. Um, they're married. 
and David Cross joining the Umbrella Academy. So it looks like they're going to go for, um, I guess, bigger names, even though these names aren't huge. I don't know. I would, I would put Nick Offerman up there with some pretty big names. Everyone, he's um, got that name recognition. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I'd say that uh, Nick Offerman is just as famous as Tom Cruise and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Ron Swanson. That's exactly. If he doesn't what I'm play the Swanson, and I ain't watching. Um, Hogwarts. Pretty... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say he's pretty damn good in The Last of Us, his one episode appearance in that. I haven't watched it. Oh, you got to get on. Got to get on it, man. Well, maybe that can be what we talk about next week. Uh, well, if we're if we're going to do that next week, might as well wait two more weeks. Maybe we will um, do that two, two more weeks because it'll be over. But also next week, maybe we'll do some Baby Yoda because Mandalorian's back on Friday. Yeah, I see that they're really pushing that shit hard. Um, let's see. Hogwarts Legacy sold 12 million units in two weeks, which I believe. And the most popular house is Slytherin, which all these people are like, yeah, I want to be evil. Wow. Yeah, I have still not gone in on this yet. <laughs> um, and it's not just because of J.K. Rowling and her uh insane use yeah (laughs) i was just gonna say insane twitter usage but yeah because of the horrible things she says and does um i think that this game kind of goes out of its way to kind of address that because there is at least one openly gay and one openly trans character that you meet very early on in this so i felt like that was a definite way of the the game developers going look we know (laughs) <laughs> we don't support that and we're putting that kind of thing uh, representation front and center but also I just don't like Harry Potter and wizarding stuff that much I don't have that nostalgic attachment to it and the most recent wizarding world thing we've interacted with were those horrible Fantastic Beast sequels yeah but this game um, has I guess received good reviews yeah I Maybe and wait I'm until so, for the greatest hits. That way you maybe. can get all the downloadables and all that good stuff. Maybe I'll wait till it goes on sale because I'm looking at a $70 price tag on PS5 and I'm like, I don't, I just don't, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't justify that right now. For yeah, something I'm kinda... a bit like really iffy on to begin with. Yeah, I kind of feel you on that because I canceled my order for it because I was like eh, it's a long time to wait and I'm just kind of because I have a PS4 and it'll be like April so, yeah and I honestly you had said something about it in the past and I was like the fact that they delayed the older console ones for like a couple months makes me really nervous about buying that the day that it comes out regardless of even after they were like we need two more months I don't yeah, know I- it's gotten great reviews, but I just feel like if I wait, maybe I might be able to get more out of it. Yeah, I feel like it was specifically for that, but it's probably optimized for the newer consoles and the fact that they push those older ones back. I don't know how it's going to be. It may not. It may be a, a bit of a mess. I don't know. Hopefully not. See, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is expected 
and this was like four days ago, to drop 72% in its second week. However, still beat out Cocaine Bear mm. and was the number one at the box office. Um, <laughs> but Go ahead. No, I was going to say I'd be very concerned if I had Cocaine Bear in my, uh, in my mirror. Yeah, especially on your ass. We got a first look at Pokemon Concierge. <laughs> it, this is a... Kind of <laughs> to you Netflix. Know I'm gonna fucking watch this. This looks. I'm into this. <laughs> Since it's on Netflix and it's something you don't have to pay for, I mean, you have to pay for the subscription, but you don't have to leave your house and stuff. You can watch it. I. That's an easy digesting kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of uh, Mario you. and Le- yeah, <laughs> Legend of Zelda, he gave an interview recently where he's like, yeah, I'm going to retire at some point, but don't worry about it. Just go for a walk outside. Nintendo will be fine. <laughs> I just they haven't been fine yet. <laughs> he's just got such a very, very Japanese sensibility about it. And he's like, don't worry about it. Just go for a walk outside. Everything's going to be cool. <laughs> I'm like, the player Thanks. games, buyer merch. Thanks, Big Shiggy. Can't wait to see how the Mario movie turns out. Jake, uh, the biggest news of speaking all of, of Speaking of Big Shiggies. Walter White. <laughs> you've heard of him? He was in the oh, show I've heard of Breaking him. Bad. His uh, underwear. You, you mean the guy so, from the, the Popped Corners commercial during the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, he was in that. <laughs> well, him and Jesse are... Uh, was it... Um, Aaron Paul, uh, but he his underwear from that show sold for thirty two five and five hundred thousand dollars in an auction. Thirty two and five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, thirty two five hundred. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Imagine, imagine the level of wealth you have to be to blow thirty two grand on a pair of whitey tidies that someone else wore. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to sell my underwear. I wonder how much I can make off that. I mean, we do this podcast. I, I'm in a band. Um, <laughs> Ryan size your actual family. worn underwear during episode 179. <laughs> yeah, you know my seed's good because I've produced a child. So those underwears, <laughs> if anything's pre anything in there, then you know you got you got gold in your hands, baby. You got That's gold cool. on your hands. That's potent stuff, man, dude. No doubt. Um, after playing Dracula in the horror comedy, which another movie that we didn't mention, but I'm excited about, um, which is Renfield with um, Nicolas Cage and that other guy dated Jennifer Lawrence. Nicholas, I, I forget his last name. He's also Nick. But um, Dracula, Nicolas Cage is wanting to play Dracula again, I guess. So I would totally give him my vote of confidence to go do that, and we'll see what happens. Oh, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. I knew it was Nicholas. No, it began with the H. That's all I knew. Hell yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I after watching Willy's Wonderland, I'm back in the Nicholas Cage camp. Get on in there, baby. Hell yeah, I, I loved it. Great movie. <laughs> Um, Jake, got a question for you. I've got an answer for you, Ryan. Perfect. For- I got 47. 
I got 60 seconds on this clock. Oh, God wondering, damn it. Wondering if you can tell us what exactly happened in Ant-Man. Well, Ready? let me tell you. Yeah. Go. Well, let me tell you, Ryan. So Scott Lang, he's saved the world. And he's like, hell yeah, I'm an Avenger. I wrote a book. And now I'm, I'm walking around. I'm doing press stuff at Baskin Robbins. But now I've got, I have to go home because, you know, I'm talking to my daughter. My daughter got in jail. She got arrested. And, but wouldn't you know it, her and her and grandpa, Michael Douglas have sure been working on a shrinky thing that'll make us all small. And then, and then, uh, and then their grandma was like, hey, stop, uh, stop doing quantum realm stuff because I'm, I'm being mysterious. And they're like, oh, we're going to go to the quantum realm. So they all get sucked in there. Um, then they, they talk to seconds. Bill Murray. Bill Murray's got a bad haircut um, and Kang's back and he's doing some he's doing some bad stuff. And Michael Douglas puts his hand in some jello and flies his ship. And, and Ant-Man's he's big and he's small. And then there's a lot of them. And then there's one of them. And then there's some ants. Uh, that come in and save the day at the end and they're like, fuck you, Kang. And then they rip him apart, but they don't really rip him apart because he comes back one more time. And they're like, hey, fuck you one more time. And uh, Kang fucks off. At least that one does. But there's more coming because Quantum Mania, Ryan. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and how to, how to do with that? I think you did well. I didn't really have a timer, so I'm sure oh, okay. you did great. <laughs> so the, those of you <laughs> listening at home meticulously look at your podcasting app and see how if that was actually 60 seconds or not yeah i think you did great wonderful yeah what it what did you think of this like honestly because this movie is getting ripped apart online and i don't think it necessarily deserves it what so i have something to confess you didn't watch it no i did watch it Oh, cool. <laughs> so, what had happened was I went and I met with a friend and we went to go watch it in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, whenever I got there, um, we took a shot of alcohol and proceeded to eat what I can only call weed gummies. Um, I'm assuming they were weed gummies. They definitely were not CBD because... It knocked me on my ass, but we'll get there. I asked my buddy, I was like, how many of these do you have to take, you know, to fill it? Should we eat half? He's like, well, the guy I got it from says he eats four, so let's just eat the whole thing. So we ate the whole thing. Um, then we went into the movie, and uh, there was a guy actually dressed as Spider-Man. That's exciting. You still with me, Jake? You good? Yeah, I'm, okay. st- I'm still with you. Um, I'm, okay. I'm- I'm worried about what's coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, so we get in there, watching the movie. Um, trying to think of some of the things that I remember from the movie, but we'll cross that bridge later. Um, but at some point, I'm like, oh, my God, I can feel it in my body. It's a body high. This is great. So we're cracking jokes and shit like that. And then all of a sudden, paranoia hits me, Jake. And I'm thinking about death. And... I can't. Re- I only remember like half this movie. Why? Because I was gone to the nines, and then when the movie ended, I was like, "Thank God that they have the ending credits for these Marvel movies." Because I don't know how I'm gonna make it to the car, because I'm a little fucked up. So we got up, and it felt like I was walking on peg legs. Um, my buddy 
who had also taken the same amount of weed gummies as I did, drove me to my car where I proceeded to lay in the back seat. Not even the back seat. I had one seat down. I was laying in the trunk in the back seat in my SUV kind of thing. I laid there for about an hour and 15 minutes. And then I decided to start getting up as I heard people around me. I was like, I have to show signs of life. I called my wife and told her what was going on. <laughs> um, I pretty much was jet fucked up and I was about an hour away from my buddy's house where oh, I stayed. Jesus. <laughs> so I, I got better and then I drove there and then um, we had some drinks, smoked some hookah, watched uh, Velasa pastor. And I'm pretty sure that I could have drank as much as I wanted without feeling anything because it was like, I went to the deep end um, pretty much fucked up wise that night that I could have gotten as fucked up as I wanted to be and would never have felt it because it was like seeing going. It was like, if you died one time, you're just not afraid of it anymore. And anytime you get close to it, you're just like, I don't feel anything. So long story short, for the Ant Man movie. Well, I now that now Alpha. that now that we know that Ryan has looked into the abyss and survived, I'm glad that uh, glad that we have that for the the way that we're going to preface this movie review. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm good to do a little bit of this movie, but the whole thing can't remember. I have been trying to look up um, anything about the movie to try to have any kind of memory of it. Um, so let me start off by saying that whenever we got into the movie, they were getting sucked into the quantum realm. Um, the place we went either, we just got there a little late. It started early, but I think it started early because, um, the credits for this movie, I thought would at least be 30 minutes before you got to it. I don't know. Was that your experience? Uh, no, not my experience at all. They, they fucking, they showed, uh, at least they didn't start showing credits until like 10 minutes after the movie was supposed to have started. Uh, And then they showed like 35 minutes worth of credits and then it, it finally got underway. So yeah, despite rocking up at like, yeah, rocking up at like 1030 on a Sunday morning, the actual movie didn't start till like 10 after 11 in the morning. Oh, dang. Well, your movie started way later than ours. It went really quick. Oh, um, go back to my story real quick. When my buddy dropped me off in my car, I yacked. Not in his car, but there was a nice little puke trail leading to my car. Um, And I thought, well, I don't want to get arrested and get a DUI, so I'm just going to lay in the backseat of my car until I feel better. That's the kind of um, podcast... Uh, diligence that I'm all about. Well, I appreciate you going the. Uh, I appreciate you going the extra mile for all of us. <laughs> That's what I'm all about, baby. Massively, massively appreciate it. Um, but yeah, just just general impressions. Um, from this, it's not great, but it's also I think that people are ripping this apart because. I think there's just a certain amount of Marvel fatigue with the amount of uh, the amount of stuff that they put out in the last like two years, and they really the fact that Kevin Feige's coming out and saying, "Yeah, we really are, we're going to pump the brakes on this a little bit and look at our timetables," and I'm like, "Thank God," because coming off the back of um, Wakanda Forever and this comes out, I think that 
it's clear that the priority of whatever visual effects studio that they partner with <laughs> or multiple ones that I'm assuming they partner with was prioritizing Black Panther because this does not quite have the same quality that you would expect from most Marvel movies. And I think that you're really starting to feel the that fatigue and that dip because I, I think that it's while it's not a bad one, it's noticeable when they're all of about a certain or equal quality. And then you get one like this, where it's just not, it's not quite firing on all cylinders, at least from what I, from what I could, could see. Can I throw something back at you? Um, I was trying to catch up on what this movie was about, obviously, because um, I had forgotten quite a bit. And whenever they, the thing that I was listening to went into like all the details. I was like, God, this is so much to keep up with, to be able to know exactly what's happening and all these like Easter eggs and like even these little tidbits of information. I was like, God, this is so like hard to keep up with. It's like you're studying for a midterm or something like that. Uh, it's just too much. And I was like, you know, I miss the days when I was just like a stupid movie that you could just watch and not have to know like 40,000 things about um, previous movies. So I honestly think that maybe I'll just uh, probably not watch as much Marvel stuff just because I am feeling the fatigue myself. Yeah, I feel like it's this is it's okay to like go in necessarily because I feel like this is this is a bit of a self-contained story, and I think that it felt, in the same way that I was surprised that the Doctor Strange movie last year felt, it felt a lot smaller. And I, and I, I, I guess that's kind of the way that these Marvel solo movies are kind of structured and work is that, you know, it's kind of one or a handful of characters that are they're going through some shit, but they've got a, a smaller problem to solve and. This one has got a unique thing where you've got Kang coming in. We know that he's going to have a major role in the um, Avengers movies that are coming out in a couple years from now. But I just his portrayal in this, I think was uh, think was decent, but it, it's it's not even as good as like what we saw in like Loki. Like it, it's I, I don't really get what his his motivations are necessarily, and. Um, I don't. I don't know. This this movie just it felt like it was lacking something, and I it was just constantly distracted about the whole the whole time that we were in the quantum realm. I'm like, this doesn't really look good. It looks like they're very clearly standing in front of a green screen, and nobody's really picking up anything or interacting with with anything. And yeah, I got it, Star Wars vibes from it though. Um, I will also mention that um, I don't know how um, if you get sucked into the quantum realm in a, one location over another that you would just be immediately pulled into the same location. That doesn't make any sense to me because you're smaller than an atom. Like, how do you land into the same world, you know? Yeah, because isn't it like as massive as the universe but smaller than an atom? So, yeah, it... it... <laughs> there's certain logistical leaps that you have to kind of um, you have to kind of make and allow yourself for. But I feel like also for a movie called Ant-Man and the Wasp, it should have really just been called Paul Rudd and Michelle Pfeiffer uh, are doing some stuff. 
because yeah. <laughs> and how does Michelle Pfeiffer not share all that information or at least some of the information from the quantum realm? I mean, clearly she fought Kang and <laughs> she knew all the like the people like whenever she cut off that one dude's arm or whatever, whenever they met in the desert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, how do you not mention that? I am so much of an open book that I would tell people things. And it just it's weird that someone wouldn't tell you like, oh, yeah, and this happened and this happened and this happened. Yeah, it would be it would be extremely helpful to Yeah, that's information that definitely they should pass on, be like, listen, the reason that I uh don't want you guys messing with the quantum realm is because uh I met this guy and he's he's bad news and uh he's kind of trapped in the quantum realm, but if we go on the, go down there and he finds a way to get out, that's gonna be really, really bad news. Uh so just just a helpful thing thing i want to let you know i'm just gonna leave that little crumb here uh but yeah <laughs> it's just um there was a lot of plot hole there and i don't i, I understand that it's like the smallest character is it gonna be like physically the smallest and he's like a low tier character but i i just don't know why you would use him so i am looking forward to i think the payoff is gonna be the best towards the end of all of this or any surprises they may throw our way. But right now I am not looking forward to really anything Marvel right now. Um, and movie wise, I mean, guardians of the galaxy three, really looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to the Marvels, um, secret invasions happening. I guess I'll watch that, but how interesting is that going to be? Um, I feel like we're going back to some of the OGs that that might be more interesting than the current stuff. And Loki, obviously, I think I'm more excited about the TV shows than the actual movies this go around. I, I think that this it's a decent movie with okay action sequences, but it's it's one that that the heroes don't really get to do that much. I feel like and. By the time that um, the the big final battle comes, you've got Michael Douglas bringing his ants back in. It's like, hey, remember the ants from two hours ago that they're just super smart that I made somehow. Anyways, they're back and they're basically gonna save the save the day. And poor Evangeline Lilly, like my God, she did she got new hair and she didn't get to do hardly anything in this movie. <laughs> I hated her hair. I, <laughs> It was uh, it was fine, but yeah, I mean, this Michelle Pfeiffer was like the second lead character in this movie, and that I was so surprised by that for a movie called Ant Man and the Wasp. There was not that much quantum mania, and Michelle Pfeiffer did a lot of heavy lifting in this, and she's she's good in it for sure. Michael Douglas is just kind of he's just kind of cruising around with his hands in some Jello, and he seems like he's having a, a decent enough time. Um. How'd you feel about the the Bill Murray cameo? I was uh, up for that one, and it definitely seemed like she had banged him, too. Um, I mean, his cameo was just kind of like filler, almost. It was just like, he's popped in, and he's just kind of like a rich guy who works for Kang, and he's, which, um, I guess, wasn't initially what uh, Michelle Pfeiffer thought. She was like, oh, no, you work for him? <laughs> 
Um, but he's like some rich dude. I don't know. He was a human being, but then he said he wasn't a human being, but I didn't see anything that differentiated him from being a human being. Um, so that was kind of confusing too. Yeah. I think my favorite part of this movie when Michael Douglas was like, holy shit, that guy's a broccoli. Yeah. Well, I kind of like where they drank that one dude and they, (laughs) that was a good part too. You know what? I've uh, changed my mind. This movie's a nine out of ten. Yeah, because I drank that dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will have to watch it again to really give a full insight. Um, I will not be on gummies. I actually have not done anything since then. Uh, I've drank here tonight, but that is it because let me tell you, I was gone. <laughs> Yeah, see, this seems like a movie that would be potentially more fun if you're high for it. But uh, it, it was kind of like it reminded me a little bit of Doctor Strange, where for a movie that was called like Multiverse of Madness or Quantum Mania, it's not really that wacky. It's not really that much crazy stuff going on. Like, yeah, there's stingrays and shit flying around, and you got to stick your hands in some jello to fly a, a spaceship. But it, we've seen Stranger. Yeah, and like kind of like I said off air, I really liked like the design of it. I think the art design was a, a good direction they went in, but it just didn't look very good, man. Like it, it's in, like noticeably worse than multiple other things that I've seen recently. It just and it took me out of it in a weird way that I wasn't expecting. Yep, I would agree with you, but I cannot recall because everything that I see, <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is great. And then eventually I was like, I am so paranoid right now. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, so. it's it's where we're landing. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bit of a shame. But I think that we'll probably have maybe a few more positive things to say about the thing we watch next week. But um, I think for as far as a recommendation, whether you should watch this or not, if you're not a diehard Marvel person, I'd say probably skip this. But if you're a diehard Marvel fan, you've seen it already, and you've probably sent uh, death threats to the director. So, yeah, that's that's where we're at. <laughs> um, I would I would say um, I guess reaching out to people who listen to this, whoever they may be. Do you think that you're experiencing fatigue with superhero movies, or maybe it's just Marvel? Um, is there a formula that they follow? that we just need to see something else. And could they ever really differentiate from that? I mean, I really like The Boys, but The Boys is a little bit darker, and you would never see that in a Marvel movie. But maybe we need something darker, even if it's its own universe and its own canon. Like, maybe we need some diversity. Yeah, I don't don't know. I think that they just... I think that they're in a weird transitionary period where you've got suddenly your heavy lifters are Doctor Strange, uh, Ant-Man, and uh, Black Panther's sister, who's a new Black Panther. It's, it's, a, it's a strange time to be kind of involved in Marvel because I feel like they, they built this big crescendo and now they've spent the last four years basically spinning their wheels and trying to figure out what's next. And uh, the the next Avengers movies are I I don't really feel that same level of excitement for because it it's almost feeling a little bit 
<laughs> a little bit like those Star Wars sequels. Like they started something that they did not know how to finish. Uh, so, yeah. you know, Marvel well, being Marvel, I'm sure they'll tie it up in a decent way, but will it be anything near that satisfying level of in-game? I doubt it. Not a second time well, around. Well, baseball season's starting, so I feel like this analogy works. I feel like right now you have a pitcher out there, the current Marvel universe, and he's out there dying. And then you have somebody in the bullpen warming up that everybody's waiting to see, like the X-Men, and we're just waiting for them to get the call to come out and, you know, deliver and close this thing up. I think that's kind of that's going to be their that's who's going to carry it in the future. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some other things, but they're going to carry it in the future. Um, so I, I don't think fantastic four is going to really make that big of a difference. Cause they have never made a difference in the movie. Uh, you know, cinematic all universe of, of any, all of them yeah. have been bad. Yeah. Spider-Man. I mean, he's done well and you can tie Spider-Man into the fantastic four because they both live in that same world. But I think the X-Men is going to be what carries you. And I think you're really going to lean heavy on some um, of the comic, what the comic book people um, who read comic books regularly enjoy, like X-Men, um, you know, Doctor Doom, uh, Galactus, I hear, is going to be at some point. Yeah, Kang is, you know, somebody. And obviously Jonathan Majors has delivered and people really like it. But, you know, Ant-Man's kind of like a B-Squad, C-Squad maybe. Um, I mean, so was kind of Iron Man and stuff like that. I mean, those weren't your, like, A-game players, but they really wrote them up so well that they delivered. It's just really lacking now. I mean, I really like the movie Shang-Chi, but at the same time, he's not, like, a a big name or anything like that. I feel like they need to go out there and get, like, a big name to kind of bring people into it. You know, it's kind of like a, a flock of geese. Whenever they fly, you need like that one center point who brings everybody together. Right now, we don't have that. I mean, who's the leader of the Avengers? Who's going to be the leader of the Avengers? What's what's my intrigue in seeing it, you know? I think it's centered around Doctor Strange being that Tony Stark's successor, but it's just... And I get that, but I don't think that's... This, I don't think he's got it. Uh, not in the same way. It's they've really they've. I, I think that it's done as well as it has for so long because they've really found an interesting mix of well-written, established characters and a ton of lore, and also some great casting. I well, don't think you can over the nectar, man. I mean, everybody's <laughs> seen so much good stuff, and everybody keeps going back because they want to, you know, experience that again and. I don't know. It just seems lackluster now. Um, what was the last good Marvel movie that you've seen that wasn't uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home or No Way Home, rather? The last good one. The last good one. The one that you were like, I would watch Doctor- that again. I'd watch Doctor Strange again, but yeah, I would not watch Ant-Man again. I, I saw it and they kind of just wound up back where they started. We The whole thing, it felt like this movie was like, we have to introduce Kang, but we've kind of already done that in Loki, but maybe enough people didn't watch Loki that we had this whole other movie where we're bringing this character back again. But it's like, oh, but it's going to be a different version of him when it shows up 
um, in another in another timeline and another. Yeah, it's just it's it's messy, you know. It is. It's not. The, think- it's not as clear as you know when you introduce Thanos in the end credits and you're like, this is the guy, and he's a real credible threat that has a decent point. He's like, yo, too many people in the universe. I'm going to chop stuff down. You may not like my methods, but things are going to be better. And well, well acted, um, well acted and well defined. And it's like, what's Kang's deal? Like he's Jonathan majors is a good actor, but I didn't think he would necessarily gave his best in this. Not really. <laughs> and what's, what's he after? There's different versions of them. They're all kind of up to their own thing. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like we've gotten to that point. You know, whenever you stack things up, it's at first it's easy. Um, or like if you're trying to carry something, let's say it's like a two liter bottle of something. Um, and then once you start carrying multiples, it gets harder to carry. And I kind of feel like that's where the Marvel Universe is. It's like it's hard for it to juggle because it can't keep it simple anymore because it has to follow so much folklore and, like, by the time we get, like, I mean, we're already 31 movies in, and it's already becoming a little wobbly. I mean, by the time you add, like, 10 more movies on it, I mean, eventually it's going to have to fall down and crash. There's no way that you can carry it forever. I mean, that's just how trends are, and it's gone really well for them for a long time. And this is going to be a period yeah. where people we'll look back on this and be like, oh, that's a superhero movie, period. But... You know, eventually all good things come to an end. So, yeah, um, I, you know, sometimes maybe it's just better to call it before you go too far. But at the same time, I think too much money involved. There's too many people involved. And we're a part of a machine that's just going to keep on going regardless of if it's good or bad. And eventually if they give us enough bad stuff and start slowing down and people will, will stop going to the movie theaters and then, you know, they'll try to tie it up or whatever. But by then, it may be too little, too late. You hit the nail on the head. I don't think that this this train has left the station, and it's not going to slow down until they stop making money. Um, they've yeah. managed to take B-list characters and turn it into the biggest media franchise in the world for 15 years. And just they're just now starting to Lucy. run into some roadblocks. So, yeah, it's... You may see a couple stumbles here and there, but I feel like we're also that if the next one we watch is good, we'll be like, hell yeah, everything's totally back on track. <laughs> so I feel like there would still maybe be, for me, I'll be like, man, it's taken them a while. They finally kind of got something right. Um, but I think they need a couple in a row to be like, oh, they've returned the form because I feel like they've hit. They've kind of hung out on the bottom. I mean, I thought the Black Panther movie was good, but I didn't think it was like groundbreaking or anything like that. It wasn't like, you gotta watch that again. I think I've seen it and I'm just like, yeah. And the Thor movie wasn't that great. Um, I don't know. I, I think I've hit like superhero fatigue and I kind of need a break from it. And I just need to see like a dumb action movie. Yeah, I, I think I hit that wall with Marvel stuff a while ago because I think that you especially have been a lot more invested in some of it than I have where I was like, yeah, I watched four episodes of She-Hulk and I'm finished it one day. But <laughs> Yeah, and I yeah. think like, you know, once Marvel runs out of steam, you won't see like shows like that. I mean, 
they may it may be easier for them to sell pitch like if they try to do something after you know they've kind of hit a wall or whatever um to sell pitch like some unknown character or lesser known character um if they have a good pitch because they know that superhero movies to a, a degree work but i guarantee you wouldn't see like something like she hulk again um this is definitely like they're in their prime and that's like an offbeat show that would not be given the green light if they weren't as big as they are. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But yeah, I, we should probably wrap it up for, for tonight, but yeah, I think that, yeah, like we said, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think it's better than people are kind of tearing it apart, but also it's almost impossible to comment on it as a standalone movie just as the same as any of these things are almost impossible to comment and judge because they're very much clearly a part of a larger thing. And <laughs> the more movies and more things get made that have the Marvel tag on it, we have to kind of talk about all of them when we're referencing one thing. So I think you need to make a solid base. Um, Cause at this point, I think you're getting to the wobbles. We are getting a bit wobbly. And we're about to wobble off to bed. I feel, I feel like so. Yeah, I gotta go pee. Yeah, me too. Anyways, guys, <laughs> thank. <laughs> so wobbling off to the finish. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we will be back next week or the week after. We'll see. <laughs> but we'll be talking some uh, Mandalorian next. I, th- I think. Cool. Looking to see what that little grin do. Little what Jerome Yoda's up to. No doubt. Gotta get that Jerome, dog. Thanks for listening, guys. As we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Nighty night, y'all bitches! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.